Welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community, to the 5D Collective, all of those who are unconsciously loving towards humanity and yourself. We have flaws and perfections. It's okay. We know that either people are moving into integration of the brain and restorative embodied selves, and so that's a mature, functional adult knows how to be a Zen master or they are not. And that means they need the Zen masters, those of us who are mindful in our relationships and create relational mindfulness and can be direct in our communication, but also respectful. So we don't shame blame or fault or uh, do revenge or anything like that. We also know how to handle those who weaponize words and they do so for different reasons. But, you know, we don't do the wrestling matches we do the tangle and so let's talk about 5d mystics because that's what our episode is about and none of the 5d collective believes in the evil devil or anything like that no energy vampires no dark auras uh in fact energy can't hurt you i'm a reiki practitioner i'm also a soon-to-be mindfulness meditation i don't know if it's going to be teacher but life coach holistic so adding to my lovely holistic practitioner toolkit uh, besides tarot reader akashic record reader obviously you must know there is no evil because technically all of this and claire's included unless you got the holy seal of approval you're now deemed to be by those theologians uh basically the devil's child which i'm not and then again i don't believe in the devil again i do know the 4D plane has a lot of different experiences, and we won't get into that one because I'm not doing the differences between 4D, 5D, and I wouldn't anyways because I wouldn't do it that way. I can share about aspects, and I would do so only once I read the or got more intel on the religious self from Patrick McNamara in a neuroscientific way to support the 4D community that wants to move into 5D effectively or just to be supportive to somebody who's having nightmares and to let them know that I do know about astral travel and dreams. That's because I am a 5D mystic, but I also know that the devil does not exist. However, those nightmares are not mine and therefore I can't be a person who talks about that experience. The people who experience it can talk about it. And as I said, I would love to support them by saying, and that's why I share Patrick McNamara's video on the one on how there's not a demonic who possesses you anything when there's demonic possession, something in the brain, this fear receptor that we have, it actually breaks. And that's because of putting up with nightmares and not getting any support. I'm going to share that it's also because people don't believe in humanity or love and they also did not have a way to look at those experiences with a body that felt safe. And so they didn't have the restorative embodied self yet. So I'm going to leave it alone for now because there's plenty I could share, but that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about 5D mystics and Enlightenment Soul Age Group mystics at that who know about their oversoul and the difference that it is for us to experience our twin flames, soulmates, and just in general, the collective consciousness. And so here's where a 5D person is going to love every minute of their ascension journey. A person who moves into it from love button. A person who's 5D and in this collective that came out of a shame button, they will have a different story. And uh, 
at some point or another, maybe we'll get some to share with us. For now, you have the love button person. That would be me. And so I can tell you that every one of those years of ascension, and you're ascending your entire life pretty much, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't end. Um, but you can better bet I'm 43, and I look to the past, and I think how amazing. Although there are things that I don't think are as amazing, but really it's not about it not being amazing. It's that when hurt people don't know that what they're doing is called unresolved trauma from their own family of origin, it's not so nice to think about because that's the part of where we love our loved ones and they might not know that whatever they're doing is called wrestling and that they're doing it for reasons that we might not know, but we'll eventually figure it out because there's enough trauma-informed people that talk about trauma wounds, attachment wounds, and childhood trauma. So we'll know what we'll know in the time that it takes to get here, and luckily for all of you, it's here, and I'm happy for every single one of you, and I'm happy to be here for you to say the Oversoul is an amazing journey, and I do know that most people will not have to experience anything remotely as um, uncomfortable because I know I will share with you how amazing your oversoul is and that when you meet people who are adoptive children there's two ways you can handle it and it's always going to be loving and it's always going to be with your words and it's going to be a ventral vagal no if you need to say so but not a word that is of shame or blame or fault or insult because no matter what their mental health situation may be, if there is a void within them, that means that they have numbness. And if you're a love button in any way, shape, or form in your body, then you would know that that probably is going to be torture or somehow not feel good. Although some people, they think that it's okay to be numb because they hear of people who suffer with love. And what they don't know is there's those of us who don't. We don't. We only tangle with love. Because when we have hurt or sadness, things that go on, we're not like, oh my God, I'm torturing inside. That's the restored embodied self, the love button people. And that's where, again, I come from. So my butterfly journey is one that I will say always, I love every single step and stone of it. Although not all is great because, again, it's not fun to um, know of the loved ones who are hurt. And that's where we're going to leave that because we have our hands tied behind our back when it comes to dissolving a person's defectiveness, shame, heartbreak, gut wrench, torn apart, unresolved trauma from their own body. And unless the hurt person realizes on their own, you know, I'm not defective um, because I know I care about people. Uh, or I just know that I want to be here. Or some, somehow they get curious. They become intelligent ones and wonder about themselves. And that's because instead of just using the movies of some people are evil and I must be one of them, the saddest part is that the individual with a shame Teflon bag will actually turn and create a monster out of a person who's loving. Now that's sad, isn't it? So... Those are all sad things to note, but let me share with you what you can note. If you ever find yourself in a situation where someone's nasty, 
Remember trauma-informed educational information and that we all begin life from zero to seven months old and those first seven months are fundamental to your attachment system. And although not all people believe in it, it is true. I mean, they're still building more empirical data, attachment researchers. So, you know, give it, give it some research. Go and look it up. Even the attachment styles. I've seen some great life relationship coaches. So when you understand that nobody chooses to have insecure attachment and that they don't choose to have trauma wounds, you're going to start to look at your loved ones differently. And you're going to start to understand why an anxious and avoidant end up together or why a fearful avoidant does what they do. And this is not because you have to give up the tango. Nowhere near that. No, no, no. That's exactly where our 5D collective comes into the mix. We are lovers and lovers love to dance the tango passionately. And I'm Neapolitan in part. And I love my Neapolitan part. I'm definitely somebody who does not talk with a low tone like this. No, no. Oh, I can get passionate. And if I can't get into my passion bone, then I'm not tangoing, that's for sure. Okay, so our oversoul is either going to handle our quirkiness, and as a mystic, believe me, I'm very quirky. Plus, I got twin flames, soulmates, so they get to get a poly secure person too. And, you know, let's imagine that one. Even though it's 2023, there's that one lovely comedian. Apparently, we're considered whores by some. And, you know, we're like, but that is actually, I don't know. Do we still use that word? Is it not a job? Should we not be politically correct? Like, <laughs> you know, entertainment will always stay, which grown-ups want entertainment to be there because grown-ups don't have sensitive egos. And we know that what we really are looking to change are the laws that allow people to for example, get married and have their families. So we're looking for that. But, you know, it's going to take some time. We have still those who are not uh, quite aware because they don't know what it's like to be different, right? So they need to be talked about it. When we yell at people, which is what people do right now, that doesn't make it for a safe conversation. And it doesn't allow people to understand your perspective. And in fact, here's where, remember, I, I, I told you about this researcher. I think she's either a therapist or neuroscience lady. It was on the well or the big think. And she talks about research, small samples though, that have been conducted with those who are Democrats and those who are Republicans. Republicans, yes. And so in one group, they found the Democrats like scientific methodology and new stuff and to present to them new stuff with the scientific methodology. And um, the Republicans, on the other hand, have an, uh, it seems that they have an enlarged amygdala, which makes them alerted to things in a different way. But furthermore, there's the part about holding on to values and the values and so if you present to them something in a way that can reflect and, and, and in a way that basically their mind can understand. So the studies were done to help the two groups of people to communicate with each other. Because if you know how somebody is ticking, if you will, then you might be able to present to them in your love language, but in a language that they can understand what, what, what you're trying to do. When we have people who are yelling, we have adaptive children who are in their survival mode, and there's reasons for it, but what we don't have is people understanding each other. And so that's unfortunate because then what we have are groups, and groups that are very angry, though, at each other, and then it's groups that actually do not even uh, know how to come together 
and we want groups to come together because it's unnecessary to have an escalation of something to the extent of unnecessary so let's try to help people to create conversations instead of insult and yell that can only be done when true confidence is at heart so let me share when i have talked about poly secure with people who have no idea of what it is they definitely have their assumptions and they will make jokes and it's okay though for a confident person to hear jokes it gives us practice to smile and laugh and then be like <laughs> no that's not it so i had one person say so does this mean i can kiss you uh no not really that, that's not what it means although i i won't necessarily be you know like oh my gosh how dare you because i'm not that type of person meaning you know it's one thing if you if you are being physically aggressive to me no that's not okay that's not cool if you accidentally or let's just say you you do something which i would consider stupid even though obviously not stupid but there are people that actually at our age i'm 43 do things that really it's like dude how old are you again <laughs> so everybody has different opinions of what they're more open-minded towards and since there's a lot of people who don't know how to be emotionally secure sometimes there are men that i've met that are not dangerous in any way shape or form they're just immature and honestly it's like why why would you how do i how do i talk to you without offending you now how do i talk to you without going down a, a path that is unnecessary because the, the the at the end of the day you didn't do anything remotely because what i'm saying is if somebody pecks you you're not going to be like oh my god i know some people would but for some of us it's just going to be like seriously how old are you and why would you do this but again when you have enough trauma informed which i do and i always have seen the immaturity of people i just didn't know that it was actually like them staying teenagers because i was a teenager like anybody else was and i'm like wow okay i just was kind of feeling it but i didn't really think they'd stay that way and i did not know about this lovely embodied brain and and to me to this day i'm like really like it's that hard for people to get it together to get emotional security and here again let me go back to our attachment researchers and avoidant and anxious people and so i don't know insecure attachment within myself basically long story short men for me i'm heterosexual polysecure and whatnot still they can be definitely i just don't have words uh as a person who considers myself mature enough to know when you're being a clown there's so many of them i seriously just don't bother with trying to figure it out and because you know what a man will actually prove to you at some point no immediately not at some point that they're a man that they're mature and that would mean emotionally mature. So it means I'm I'm not dealing with a teenager. That's all. They they know how to say this is what I want. Yep, and I'm taking it. But no, I'm taking it if I have permission basically. So if somebody is an actual man or woman, so independently from whatever your sexual preference is, they know how to take what they want, meaning I know what I want. That's when you're going to find a piece of purusha prakriti. And you know what? That person ain't going to stand down. They're also not going to disrespect you. And in fact, they won't actually come at you like that. No, no. They're going to get to know you first. 
and or they already know you. And so the, 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 the equation is you got traits I like, I got traits maybe you like, let's get to know each other and let's make this something actually worthwhile. And if we have to part ways, of course, duh, hello, like we'll part ways, we'll figure it out. This is what adults in general do. So men, women, it doesn't matter. But again, being heterosexual, I have yet to meet an actual emotionally mature human being who knows how to say this is what I, who knows what they want. Excuse me. <laughs> like that part. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let me get started with our lovely 5D collective. Let me tell you, <laughs> a love button person. I was a teenager. You know how many people think it's because I'm traumatized from my teenage boyfriend that I'm totally secure? Yeah, let me tell you. Or my twin flames. Yeah, I heard that one too. You're just making up an excuse because you're traumatized. Uh, I would know if I had trauma that way because I actually am trauma-informed. And I did find out that I had trauma memory with the emotion of fear. But that makes a lot of sense. And other than that, I'm also mystic. But hey, let you know everything about me, shall I? So we have a good laugh when people think they know why we're doing what we're doing. Lo and behold, again, immaturity, they don't know who they are, we do know who we are, and we have a good laugh when they're trying to tell us who we are, when we're like, nope, but it's fun to know that's your perspective and perception, and what else is there to know about you that we didn't already figure out, teenager? And so, yeah, here you're not doing any tango, let alone, like, okay, you're not tangoing. Mm, no, no. You need to tango with someone who knows how to lead. And in this case, that's not a lead at all in a, in a way of the tango. And that's why, as I was trying to spell out nicely until I got a little bit of humor here, because a couple of people came to mind who, to this day, I'm like, wow, immaturity. At 43, I thought I would not see it. But lo and behold, it's cute. Oh, are they cute? They're, they're adorable. It's adorable to see those who think they're badass not be badass and again the reason we don't say anything is because we are not going to hurt a person who actually doesn't have an emotional sense of security i'm being serious right now which is why anytime we see a 4d person doing their little bit about i know what i'm like oh gosh no not one of those please leave them alone they're tortured enough from not having had the ability to become somebody because they don't even recognize their emotional insecurity, not even close. Can you let them just go and have whatever they're going to have with someone who may, maybe they'll end up with Terry Rio, a good therapist with the partner that they find anxious avoidant and they can go and, and, and lead their you know, mutual relationship of let's support each other to keep thinking, so long story short, leaving people alone is what we do because... If your partner is dance material, they're going to know how to play the tango with you. So again, this is where our oversoul, we don't feel bad when they don't know how to dance. Somehow we figure out it's emotional maturity because there are going to be a lot of clown indirect uh, stuff go down. But we find it quite enamoring for the most part until sometimes it's not and that's where we're going to leave that one when it's not we just learn how to handle it with love and love is one of those things that uh, keeps the world going round there's a lot of wind today here so if you hear stuff it's because there's wind and I'm trying to make sure my blinds don't fall down I have a neighbor and that's a side note, but yeah, I have a neighbor who lives below me and I wouldn't want to hit them in the head. See, that's consideration right there. <laughs> so long story short, 
the oversoul experience for a 5d collective person is going to be different and i share with you all this because i know that 4d tells you to ditch people and then they give you the whole twin flame saga thing and so there's a lot of this type of chit chat which doesn't give you another perspective so here's the other perspective which is when you're a love button person so if you're emotionally mature all this would mean is you do understand that having any type of relationship with people means you can talk to them means you can have fun with them means that it's easy going anytime it's not what you got in front of you is a person that's beginning to become a wrestler. What you want to figure out is, do you want to hang around? And what do you want to wrestle about? So is it going to be an interesting wrestle match for you? Some people are good with using their time with wrestlers. Others are not. And that's the part you get to start deciding. So when it comes to maintaining secure connections, that's what we will do. We don't attach to those who don't know how to tangle. You don't build a relationship. You can't build an emotionally mature relationship with someone who does not know how to love if you're a love button. That's the part. If you're a Zen master in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, you're not going to have any questions about what I'm sharing with you right now. It's going to be quite straightforward. You're going to be easygoing about it. You're going to laugh about it. When we get into our rigid stance, it's because we meet douchebags and it's male, females, days. It doesn't matter who it is. It's emotional security. And I say douchebag because when you easily love, not the suffering type, because that ain't love, that's visceral, and that's another set of conversations, not for today. When you easily love, all relationships are easy because we don't really care what you bring into the table because we love you for who you are. And we're not planning to have to set up a life with you if you don't want to. This is the part. We don't need to be pressuring no one. So when you're from that space, perspective you will meet any one of those lovely oversoul pieces twin flames included with a very free loving spirit what you will know is that they're part of your oversoul and you will know that and here's why 4d doesn't do you justice when they tell you about contracts or karmics or that this or that and give you stages because it's a bullshit way to organize something that is not about stages and you don't have to go psychoanalyzing anyone either because i know some people treat their loved ones like freaking subject matters and it's like dude that's just so disrespectful how do you even bother thinking of a partner like that like the fact that you would study anyone and although even like for me my loved ones because i talk a lot about trauma-informed stuff they think i want to psychoanalyze them and i say no i'm sharing with the information so you can navigate your own nervous system because this is what i do and i learn about it and why wouldn't you want to learn how to navigate your energy body like it makes your life that much better when you know why you're reactive or when you have a little bit of information that allows you to understand what's going on and so the people that um, are in our oversoul, Twin Flames, for example, and soulmates, this is the part where one, obviously, if they're not into mysticism, we're not going to be like, hey, guess what you are? You're my Twin Flame. <laughs> Plus, that sounds ridiculous, as well as objectifying. So, no, thank you. That's not what I'm going to go sharing. If the person, on the other hand, already has this information, that's a different story. So some people are mystics, right? So they're looking for their own twin flame, da-da-da-da. However, 
a 5D collective person is not going to be focusing on let me try and make you into the item that I told you that I got told you are. That's not how it works. When you actually meet parts of your oversoul, as soon as you meet them, as soon as you meet them, you will know who they are. And that's most of the time. For me, only one time, once, only once in my 43 years of life, I had no knowingness of the soul connection. And there's a lot of reasons. And really, I would say that I actually laughed at myself that, um, how can I say this? It's one of those things that just took me by surprise. I'll just say it that way. So I've only been taken by surprise once in my lifetime. And I was like, well, it makes sense because it does. And I, and I don't want to share all of the story, but that's it. Other than that, every other part of my oversoul that I've met, instinctively, I'm like, okay, there's something here to do. <laughs> there's something. But the twin flame thing is definitely a different story, meaning you will know immediately there's no questions asked. And that's why people don't knowing the word is going to change everything, meaning people just want to follow the bandwagon of everybody who's in a twin flame experience. But also, because we're in a moment of learning about trauma-informed aspects, what I've noticed is that they follow the anxious avoidant attachment style pattern. And so this is something positive because we have trauma-informed experts and attachment experts who are helping people to learn how to grow up. And learning how to grow up is very important because that means these individuals can appreciate their life. And so let's put to the side the people who are going to do that relationship soul age group. And let me focus in on anybody who's an enlightenment inclined soul age group mystic. Because that's a story I have to share with you, if you will. And that would be where the aspects of immaturity that I've experienced were due to the lack of knowingness of attachment wounds and trauma wounds. And that's where knowing it as twin flames, soulmates, and the karmic thing is bullshit. The minute I read about it, I'm like, yeah, that's fucked up. You, you don't end anything. It's one big ball of energy. You're always one big ball of energy. That you may have finished learning, that's a different story. So, of course, if I and you have nothing nothing to share at all anymore because you have solidified that you're going to be in a soul age group yeah then i won't have anything to deal with you because you won't have expansion of consciousness while i'll be continuing to expand and that's where it's not about that soul contract ending or me having healed shit no none of us do this shit meaning a person heals their own self not not taking ownership of another human being's journey is like saying, I know your life. And these are codependent people. Oh, let me come change you. Oh, let me come take care of you. Now, some people want that. They live those relationships. I'm saying a 4D person, when you hear mystics saying, I'm the superhero. Oh, or I'm the supervillain. Or oh, I'm going to save you. This is egoic. It's called arrogance. In the book of an independent human being, what the fuck are you doing? No, you, your clairs, I don't give a shit what your clairs are. What are you doing? Why are you in some other person's space? The minute a human being is in another person's space, it's out of respect that we don't mention something. And today I can tell you, thank you, trauma-informed experts, for spelling out what codependent types are and anxious avoidant. And thank you also for spelling out what it means to be a healthy human being adult, which is I'm a differentiated self, you're a differentiated self. As Patrick Tiahan points out, 
people who hurt people can do the work. And people who are in relationships with people who didn't do the work, they are not their babysitter or their therapist. You're a person. You do you, they do them. And if you need to, you say, hey, hon, I really feel inclined to ask you to come with me to therapy because I don't think this is going to work. And if you don't want, it's okay. But then let's say bye-bye because I'm not feeling really great right now because I have all these triggers. You, you have a conversation. You don't have an insulting match. You don't be saying you're an asshole, this, that, you're a problem, you're, you're toxic. You're not insulting each other. People who insult each other, they're both being in survival mode. So here's where a 5D person will not be. We do not insult our loved ones. We will straight up just share if we're unhappy with something. And then we will actually be able to cool off. And we will learn how to do this more and more. My entire Oversoul, I can thank for helping me to become an emotionally mature person. And to this day, I'm very specific at that person. So I have no problem saying to someone, I'm totally secure. I am a great A. If I have to use a lot of different other words, I'll do it if I have to. Otherwise, I found a very brief way to make myself clear on anything that somebody might want to talk to me about. And reality speaking, this is where it doesn't really work that way because then they get all humorous and fun. And it's like, yeah, okay, how about this? I'm going to spell it out to you. I know when I'll be interested in someone and obviously it ain't you. Otherwise, you would have known by now. That's how straightforward a 5D mystic is. <laughs> and the Enlightenment Soul Age of is as soon as I meet you, I'll either know and I usually do. So I trust my own gut. Nope, nothing here. So this is the part where people actually tease that. Uh, and whose people the people who don't know themselves and don't know how to mind their own business and that's people who long to do what they long to attach <laughs> some of us we want to tangle we don't want to attach you you don't understand it and so we leave them alone and say you know what you do you i do me and the last time i had this conversation i spelled out to my girlfriends i said okay i'm gonna do it this way I am informing you of my choices. I am not asking for your advice. I am informing you of what I want to do and what I will do. And I'm not asking you for your advice. Thank you very much. I am grateful for your concern and for your ideas on everything. I am uninterested in approaching relationships the way you both are sharing with me. So can we please move into another type of conversation? And again, I appreciate you caring. I really do. And this is because we don't like to waste our time with people who don't know how to tango. If a person falls in love, it's not because they fall in love. They either will have interest of growing something or they don't. And it's going to be clear the minute they begin to interact with you. And again, we usually know what we want when we see it because mystic will know. And what it really is, is we know our gut. And so... That only moment of surprise, one time, one human being, one, one time, and I know it won't happen again. And some people are like, you can't be dead sure. Oh, yes, I can. This is the beauty about being in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group. And I got a bunch of twin flames, not, not one. No, no, I, I got to be surprised. Oh, yeah, I did. And I know how many people are like, no, she didn't. No, no. You know how many I love the science dude. You can't have more than one. It's going to be a charge. And I'm thinking, dude, seriously, did you not? know that this sphere is personal <laughs> the journey is personal how dare you claim 
And you know what? Actually, here, let's tease Maria for a minute. Because when Sadhguru said, I'm not coming back to life, in my head I laughed. And I said, oh, he can't know that. <laughs> and I didn't remember my own words, which is what I just said, which you can't know what another. So long story short, the reason I said it was because I love life. And so I'm thinking, he's a spirituality soul age group. Yes, he's a guru. But how does he know he won't come back? I mean... He can't really know it. So it wasn't to be cocky and mean, like, oh, I know more than said guru. No, it was more like he doesn't know if he'll be back or not. However, time went by and I had began to learn about the future of our universe and what was happening and what is happening. And then I remember seeing another one of his interviews where he explained which one of the life out of however, how I think it's 114 circles or something like that. And then I remember this other lady who's a prophet who said the entire universe da, 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 will extinguish and she gave a year. And even in this, because I'm like, that's not true. That's not because, again, I love life. So I'm thinking it's infinitely. <laughs> but I do know that we do cycles so that begins and ends, if you will. And again, this is hypothetical, so we don't know everything. However, long story short, as I watched all these different documentaries on physicists talking about how our universe is actually moving and their different hypotheses of how we'll go out, I was like, okay, wait a minute, now I'm starting to understand. And being in the 5D mystic enlightenment group, I have shared with you all, I've seen my future life, and I know from my oversoul who's in my future life from this lifetime moving forward. And so all of these experiences have led me to know, as even a Greg Braden will have written in his book, the, um, the one on, uh, what is it called? The zero, zero point. He ends with the part of where once you are your own piece of life, you'll recognize that there, you'll, you'll know there's no path. It's just, it's, there's not a path. So humanly speaking, I share with you, you moving into your integrated brain and restored embodied self is like step one because you get to align your actual body and your mind. And you work with unresolved trauma if you have any, and that's the part that is actually painful though. And this is why there are different uh, soul age groups and then there are also different um, 3D, 4D because it's trauma memory is painful. So it's not funny to think about when you understand it, humanly speaking, put to the side all the mystic stuff. My somatics teacher made it very clear how it is to have to move into a new body, meaning a new meaning moving back to a restorative, so to homeostasis. Um, so I'm going to leave that one alone because I understand it. I have a, even though I didn't live it, I understand it. And I'm not happy that there are people who navigate life from that aspect. It makes my heart very sad for them. Not pitiful, sad, no, sad, like sad humanly because there's actual great trauma-informed experts. And if only more people were interested in their inner well-being, the human way, they, they, they might get a shot. But, you know, there are people that find it all boring. So, again, anyways, our oversoul, we will um, be happy to see them be happy. And so here's where, in my oversoul, I have one person I'm thinking about. And I remember when I knew that they were locked in and loaded in the soul age group of their choice. I remember that day because I had a feeling and I got happy because I also had good news that they had gotten what they wanted and everything that they wanted was there. 
I was not included in this, everything that they wanted in the way that I would have been included personally. But then again, I wasn't really like wanting it either, if you will, because I'm like, ah, that, I don't know how this would work. So I'm actually better off this way. And here's where when you know what you want in life, that's why you're always understanding why things with tango dancers are flowing, even if they're not tangling. You know that there is a tango. And the part about wrestling, the sad part is when people are wrestling without knowing it because they're the ones with the unresolved trauma, not the other way around. The love button person is always tangling. And once we figure out you're wrestling, we're going to be able to handle that independently from whatever we are getting to work with, emotionally speaking, because we want our loved ones and our oversoul to be happy. And their happiness means with or without us. It's automatic. You can't be, I want your happiness, but it has to be with me. No, that's a bullshit statement. So love means I want you to be happy. However, you know happy, not how I know happy. And so I remember this day, and to this day, I know that they are happy, even though they're not the pure Purusha Prakriti consciousness, but that's their choice. And that's where we leave it at, because it's not a choice that you make because of some supernatural entity coming to beat you to death, no. And it isn't going to unbalance some law of cosmos order. (laughs) People make me laugh when they actually think that we could destabilize infinite stars. It's so much the infinite galaxy that, of course, there's going to be different ways we create because that's how we expand. So everybody's going to have a story. The ones of us who stay as grounded as possible, we don't have a story. It's very simple. I'm a human, you're a human. I will tango, and you might tango, or you might not. (laughs) That's it. And that's why detachment style is actually the best way for you to understand emotional maturity within your relationships. And so if you look into it, seriously, look into attachment styles because they help you with grown-up relationships. If you're interested in the attachment categories, then that's going to bring you to different a different set of researchers and a different set of um, pieces of information. But if you got the attachment styles, since they're into supporting people and their relationships, um, that's where I know most people care about their oversoul in the sense of uh, attachment. So in this instance, as I said, I would directly just say, go and learn about attachment styles And if you need someone, let me know, because I got a lady that she's awesome at the way she presents the differences between anxious and avoidant and how they actually can work with a therapist. She has plenty of clients and then work together as they allow each other to function independently because one works predominantly with the left mode of their brain, the other works predominantly with the right, and they both need to learn how to work with the other So the avoidant needs to learn to be uh, in their emotions and not overwhelmed. The anxious is needing to learn how to self-regulate, so to calm themselves down as the avoidant doesn't make himself or herself available or they self-available. And and this is where it's really nervous system and nervous system separately learning how to bring your body to ease while your partner 
in this case because they're talking monogamy in, in this relationship coach lady. Um, if you're poly secure, it's the same thing, but it's partners instead of partner. And at the end of the day, if your partners are not secure, that's where you're going to be the person who's going to have to handle how do I express to them it's safe for you and time will show you, but there's not me moving into monogamy because you can't handle me having more than one special bond, for example. So this is the part. I understand that you might be anxious or I understand that it might overwhelm you emotionally, whatever it is, but this is who I am. And so secure attachment person will present, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. I'm not doing the little wiggle room dance. I understand what you voiced to me. I have the answer. Time will show you and you have the opportunity of taking a leap of faith. That means a risk and allowing yourself to see what happens. And that's where grown-ups say, okay, because it's worth it to tangle. Because the fear is a normal emotion to have. What is also normal is to choose to do a dance with a person who's going to be direct and not lie and not do clown and not do avoiding and not do hurt people. Don't hurt people if they're doing the work. And so emotionally insecure and immature people, if they are aware, I am being a clown. I don't want to be a clown. I want to be taken seriously. I want to be taken seriously because I want to dance. Uh, they are the ones who will present the seriousness, but they also need to know how to handle the seriousness, and this is why love buttons actually are most amazing because anybody who has safe haven, secure base in their body is a love button. So a person who is a differentiated self, they're independent. We love no strings attached for real, not pretend. So again, your happiness is what we want independently from how we will handle that we are not a part of that equation physically. So it means that we're not going to be building a secure attachment relationship with you, but we'll be building a secure connection with you. And the day of today, I have words to share. So this is why a 5D mystic is better off with what I have to share with you than you do get from the 4D, because while they're talking to you about, again, karmics and energy vampires and dark auras, they're insulting your loved ones. Every time I hear a reader talking about this, I'm thinking about some person who could be creating a mindful relationship with their parent, with their siblings, with their parents, with their spouse, with their partner, with someone, a friend, a human being who's not doing well, did not choose their unresolved trauma, and you got 4D readers telling them in ways that are shameful to shame a person who does not know how to handle themselves emotionally let alone mentally, let alone physically. And that's because they have an attachment wound and unresolved trauma and they are freaking out. And therefore, they will be nasty. They will be unfriendly. They will do things that are unfortunate, like breaking up families. And I have a handful of people that are going through these actual situations. And I've shared with them all, you know, well, with those who are curious and we engage in conversation, uh, there are these things called attachment styles. What you've described to me seems to me potentially uh, attachment wounds and unresolved trauma and a reactiveness because, again, this begins at your first year of life. You're going to have an attachment insecurity 
when you're that little and your body is what's leading the way and a person who's hurt and then hurting another, it's if they turn around and say, wait a minute, but I do care. I'm being inconsistent with myself because I know I care about this person. So I, I know that I'm inconsistent with what I feel about this person. And it's the moment that they would question it, though, with compassion towards themselves versus saying, I'm evil, I'm a problem, I, what I, or, or they're evil, they're a problem, they did everything. So it's if they turned around to their adaptive child, because the adaptive child is what's leading the way, if you will, and, and then they got an inner child, and they would, instead of creating a story, say to themselves as an adult, I'm doing something that's inconsistent with myself. I know how I feel about this person. I know them and I know what I've done and I know what actions I've taken. Again, let me spell out though, as the trauma experts point out, this is not how their mind is working. Their circuitry is already in a freaking out. This is why I said the, 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 the brainstem is sending them, I'm, I'm not safe, I'm not safe. And or whatever pattern they're used to from their attachment style that equates still, I'm not safe. I'm not safe to be here. And so it's a fear reaction. Uh, but if they were to look back at a certain point and say, because you have enough time to, with your own free will, say, I'm, I'm doing something that doesn't make sense because I know it doesn't. Let me evaluate this. And, you know, we've only recently had good mental health professionals out there, just so you know. And that's the other part. And here's where we'll close out with... Um, while 4D continued to talk about uh, the shift in the way that I saw it talked about when I began understanding the timeline, yes, we have a shift at hand, but it's not the same. And that's, that doesn't matter um, so much, as much as it does to just say, yes, we have a shift. Yes, your oversoul, you can pick up your oversoul. But now we have a 5D collective, and they are both educators and mystics, and I'm included in supporting people to move into mindful relationships because it can happen, and you don't actually have to suffer anything. What you want to understand is you're a human, and people who you engage in relationships are humans. There's not devil or evil. Uh, there are attachment wounds. There are trauma wounds. There's a whole body of mental health professionals that can enlighten you and I have plenty of trauma-informed hours but there's plenty of sources I can share with you. The part about mysticism uh, as we close out it is beautiful for a 5D mystic to have the ability to know that potentially when we pick up on those of our oversoul who are expanding consciousness that potentially we support them and i say potentially because we are not arrogant and uh, going to be dead sure about anything because we are not going to be dead sure we will have what is called a perception telepathy intuitiveness and even in the moments where there are aspects that do take place with your twin flame flames and it won't be confusing for a love button person. It will be something that leaves you just within knowingness of how it works to be one big ball of energy. That's all. 
And so, yeah, there are stories that I know I won't be sharing ever with you all, but I can say to you, it's not confusing. No, no, no confusion there. Mm, just aspects that you're like, wow, <laughs> how fascinating <laughs> was that? Once you're able to recognize what that was, obviously. And time always does lead us to the truth. So it's all good. The tango, we learn to dance it. And when we meet those that are part of our oversoul, we know who they are. And we know what we can share. And it's really nice to know what you can share. And then you also know that people have free will. And so everyone gets to decide if they want to take a leap of faith and move out of uh, the fear. So some people right now, they have decided to move out of uh, emotional insecurity and immaturity and to attempt to uh, grow up and do the tango. And it's really nice because when people are serious about doing the tango, it's always nice versus clown faces. Clown faces are cute and all, but they're not nice. You know, substance is nice. And when you meet Purusha Prakriti, that's my 5D collective, male, female, they, these are emotionally mature people. We don't take things personally. No, no. It doesn't mean your spirituality process. It just means you're an integrated brain and a restored embodied self, and you know when somebody is becoming clownish, okay, we have indirect communication, we have this or that. Mm, hey, what's up? Should we talk about something? No? Okay. And then we wait and watch. And, you know, at the end of the day, again, those who love, they do tango, and they run towards a person. Mm, those who fear, they don't. Those who wrestle, they're not going to be wrestling very long because you're not going to wrestle with them because nobody chases anyone when it comes to twin flames, soulmates, or the oversoul if you're a 5D anything. And we don't actually get into our um, any mode. We will be happy that they're happy. As I was saying, when I had this knowingness of this other, the story I shared with you, my heart was so happy. And to this day, I'm happy. At times, I'm worried because I want their well-being. And so I'm just sometimes worried because of knowing aspects that create emotional uh, turmoil. But other than that, I know they're happy because they have exactly what they wanted. So when I see that they're happy, I'm happy. Every time I get to know that they're happy, I'm happy. And then when I'm worried, I'm like, oh, let me hope that my love reaches them. That way I can feel that they're good and no, no, we don't check in all the time. You know, secure connections don't work that way. When you do secure attachment relationships, it's because two people tangle together. So that's where we have safe haven, secure base. And that's whether polysecure or monogamy. It means you build a life together by choosing to be invested because you're excited about it in a way that's consistent. And so that's secure attachment. And you, again, there's a series of dance moves that take place and it's always tango but in the case of where there's not a tango in the closeness but there's i don't know uh, a couple of different dance moves we'll just call them that because it's still dancing but it might be a waltzer waltzer what do you whatever you call it or folk dance those ballroom dances the ones that are far away from each other cha-cha-cha <laughs> rumba so there's different aspects that take place with secure connections and that's with our oversoul. Sometimes we have a whole playground full of a, a lot of different types of people. So we learn how to manage the ones who are in their moods, 
sometimes people will be in their moods and that's because they're going through something and here's where again we're not here to affect each other's states of consciousness the zen masters know this we're here to support each other to be the life we want to be and in this case when people are their own safe haven secure base we can create so many secure connections because we know how to self-regulate we know how to stay in our ventral vagal state and to stay compassionate and to use our two-year-old Krishna Lila tone as we master it with our loved ones because we understand that they are going to be who they are and we're going to be who we are and we get to learn to self-regulate in a way of compassion so that we can bring ease and learn how to be at the best of ease in an environment that might not have all people who want to be at ease by the way so it's a variety it's a rainbow that oversoul but it's beautiful always. And as long as our loved ones are healthy physically and happy, then we know it's all good and that they're happy with whatever they're doing. And so, of course, if we see anything physically threatening, or uh, we'll, we'll mention direct communication is always there. But what we won't do is tell them how to live their life. So we won't go telling them how to dance the tango, that's for sure. If they want to dance with us, we'll see if, you know, again, we're, we're partners. And if not, uh, will be different types of dance partners. It's okay because, again, they're dancing in a way that uh, they enjoy. And that's what matters the most. At the end of the day, if we need to say anything, it will be, hey, you know, I have some good trauma-informed hours. Do you want to hear about some stuff by any chance? No? Okay, cool. The mystic depends. If they're into mysticism, then yeah, we talk to them about 5D mystic stuff. So first, there's no energy vampires, there's no dark auras, there's no evil, there's no devil. Stop with bullshit. That's the first thing anybody who believes in mysticism will tell them. Do not believe that there's evil. I'm a 5D mystic. Let me tell you all about it. And if they say no, we'll say, okay, fine. You go with the 4D over there then. And we're over here. And that's pretty much it. No, we'll stay near each other, but we'll agree to disagree on that note is what I'm trying to get to. So at the end of the day, it's really nice to be able and share, by the way, with mystics. Akashic record readings, the tarot, the clairs. And so 5D is our preferred share because they love humanity they love being human uh, we get to have conversations about our loved ones not judging our loved ones because that's what 4d does the minute they don't remember that we all were born as zero year olds and so our partners and or people in our oversoul are not assholes they're people they're not devils or evil they're again people and if they have some type of um what is it called unresolved trauma or they have attachment wounds or both we are not going to want to hear people insulting them for emotional security that they didn't choose because they were zero year old like anybody else and yes they make some choices of course but you know, leave them alone to deal with their stuff. Or basically, if we're not the ones who are crapping on them, why would you crap on them? You're not in the relationship with them. So leave our oversoul alone, essentially. And you do your oversoul in the way you want it. So again, uh, at the end of the day, we don't really do this or that, but we don't appreciate 4D talking about our oversoul in ways that doesn't lead to mindful relationships. It doesn't lead to healing unresolved trauma or transgenerational trauma, which is why we see a lot of our humanity not with each other because they don't know how to have conversations. Um, let's teach them how to have conversations by showing them how 
it works to be emotionally mature in my 5D collective. And so the Zen master is compassionate, like in the Zen tradition story, when we see compulsive thieves, disciples and non-disciples, we're having a good time. And if we need to help a compulsive thief, we will. If we are needing to help a disciple, non-disciple, we will. But that means they're helping themselves first. So that means they want to become their own 5D, their own integrated brain, restored embodied self. They want to move into emotional maturity. So they have us know, hey, I want to dance a tango here. Can you help me do the tango? Because I see you're doing it really great. And I want to do it too, which is being yourself, by the way, from your own heart as a human being. That's all it is. And it's Human 101. So again, for more, keep on tuning in. And in the meantime, have a wonderful day.